Uh, my name is Sandy. I'm glad to be here today because between the confirmation retreat and, oh, last week I was at Howard Drive. I just haven't been here, so I'm really glad to be here today. I'm also glad to report that West had a football game last night, and Kara, uh, who's voice from all of the yelling, and so congratulations to the West football team making it to the state finals, right? They are in the finals next, next weekend, yeah? And we have basketball stars also in the room, so Terrible coaches her kid, and they got first place in the football tournament. These are all really good things to talk about today. I am sad about something today. I'm sad because it's the end of our CBE reading this week. Uh, my son and I, you can see where we have not kept up, but Tobiah and I are reading this out loud, and then this is the whole book of the Bible. Uh, I'm open to because that's where we're headed. In the weekly reading, we only have and then Revelation this week. So as I say that we're going to talk about Revelation, maybe some of you are like, oh, this should be interesting. But we've been able to dive into this experience. If one of the members is traveling, they'll call and say, I'm about to do the reading, and then let's do our conversation afterwards. And also, they have started getting involved more at church and also are so excited to keep going. So as I said, they publish the whole Bible. They're going to pick another section of scripture and continuing to do it. Also, one of them told me that they were out to eat the other week and noticed a young dad and his younger son having a meal. And the dad didn't eat very much, but made sure that the child had a full meal. And so the husband, who apparently never does anything like this, said, hey, we should pick up the tab. And so the wife was just saying, I really sense that even though we're reading the Bible and we're doing it on a daily basis, it's not just a reading, it's actually really transforming our life. Chance to do it, if you're interested, you could just jump in right now and start it. Uh, but I really think that that's the point of why we do these things, is it's not just to have more information, it's not just just check the number off the box and then go out in the parking lot and swear at the person in front of you keeping the speed limit. It's really so that we can be transformed and look more like Jesus. I'm sure that never happens to any of you. Well, hey, let's pray because as I said, we're going to be talking about Revelation today. Jesus, thank you that the word tells us that the word was made flesh and dwelled among us and we are about to celebrate Christmas and that moment when you did come and you dwelled among us as a human with flesh, someone who experienced life and death. Uh, and as we enter Revelation today, Jesus, I just pray for your Holy Spirit to come um, overtake whatever I'm planning to say, uh, what these, your people need to hear us that your word uh, would reveal you to us in ways that we can understand it today. You are watching a mystery movie with me. You're like me. And I am often. Uh, but one of the things about a mystery is that you wait for the big aha moment, right? The revelation, the understanding of who did it, and the un, uh, unraveling of the mystery. Now, I don't know about you, but maybe your relationship with God is a little bit like this. You have big questions. There are things about God or passages. It just feels like a gigantic mystery. And you're waiting for the big reveal. You're waiting for God to explain it to you. Now, the kids in uh, Sunday school today, Chris is in the image of a puzzle with the kids. And 
resonate with you, but maybe the image of a puzzle does, where you're just kind of waiting for God to get the pieces to fit together. Last week, we were in the book of Jude and looked at the whole letter. Jude encouraged eyes focused on God and his love for us and to keep the faith. Jude also told us to wait and watch for Jesus' mercy to take us into eternal life. Now, if we are believers, if we say we follow Jesus, this is a little bit easier because we have some understanding of faith. There is part of faith where there isn't always evidence. Sometimes it's a mystery. And we have chosen to believe enough in God. It makes God an even Jude is the second to the last book of many. Now, most of the time when we talk about the book Revelation, a lot of people think prophecy, end times. What is going to happen? Jesus comes back, conquers the evil, conquers kingdom. However, like any old-fashioned good mystery, good triumphs in the end, and the wicked get punished. However, I would like to say today, Revelation isn't just a mystery. It is much more than that. And we are going to start at the beginning of Revelation chapter 1. It'll be on a screen, or if you want to take out your device, or if anyone actually has a paper Bible, as I do today. Revelation chapter 1 says, The revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw. That is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. So right away, we learn, this isn't a revelation of John. This is a revelation of Jesus. It's Jesus revealing it to us. The word revelation in Greek looks like apocalypse. Now, if I say apocalyptic literature or the apocalypse, that maybe brings a whole other uh, Mindful of image, yes, I see some nods out there. So that word means to lay bare. It means to reveal a disclosure of truth. So revelation or apocalypse, it's the same thing. We're talking about revealing a mystery, which has truth. Now, just to like true confession today, I'm not going to unravel all the mysteries of revelation today, cover it all. I am, however, going to summarize the book of Revelation in under 30 minutes. So set your timers, all right? So the Greek word, like I said, where we get the term apocalypse, is what revelation is in terms of literature. So if you're to look at the book of Daniel or parts of Ezekiel or other of the prophets, there are some of these passages. There are a lot of images. Like I said, there are the horses, animals with a lot of horns, but there are also symbols and images and numbers. Apocalyptic literature, say that 10 times fast, also sketches out the stark contrast between good and evil. These are all marks of apocalyptic literature. It also, yes, includes things about the end times. But it also has things to reveal to us about the present time. Revelation does, however, point to the future, but it's our past. So if you think about John writing this long, long ago, he wrote to a specific group of people that we'll talk about in a minute, and it pointed to their future, which is our past. It also pointed to their present. Things that... Now, Revelation is supposed to reveal a mystery, right? 
The interesting thing is for 2,000 years, people have had a lot of disagreements about what that revelation is, and if we all agree about how it has been revealed. So I don't know, maybe it's a little um, tongue-in-cheek. So if you feel like it's a gigantic mystery, take it to heart part, and I think we'll all be blessed today. We talk about the end times and we think about the prophecy, right? And for some of you in your mind, you're maybe going, going to be pre-tribulation or post if we're going to talk about a millennial. And others of you are saying, I have no idea what you just said. So I am going to tell you this. Number one, Jesus told his disciples that only God knows when the end, the end to end is coming. So the disciples have been asking that question when Jesus was walking. And to World War II, when Hitler was certainly the Antichrist. To Y2K, anyone? To COVID, people have been predicting it. And might I say humbly, they've all been wrong because we're all still here. Okay. Now, number two, post-pre-amillennial, post-tribulation, pre-tribulate to me, as I did my hopefully good research this last week, is all of those questions surround five verses, about five to seven verses, depending on how you interpret kind of the question, about five verses in One thousand years, possibly, when Jesus will reign, the enemy will be chained and there'll be peace on earth. Then, unfortunately, the enemy gets free somehow. And the questions are, will that happen? Will Christians be on the earth or not? How will that happen? Is it a human leader? Is it Jesus himself? We just don't know. But it's five verses of the chapter of the letter of Revelation. So, I am going to remind you that Revelation reveals a mystery, but it doesn't always reveal all of the mysteries, the details that we wish it could. Okay, so moving on to chapter 1, verse 9. It says, I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are on Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit, and I heard a voice behind me, loud like a trumpet. Okay, I just have to say this because I took it out of my notes, but I think it is funny. If you read Revelation, it is going to be, I think it would be a challenge to underline all of the loud noises. I don't know if you know the word cacophony, but it means like just, it's a loud place. I don't know what heaven is going to be like, but I have a feeling it's going to be loud. <laughs> and part of it is every time the angel on, it's a voice like a trumpet. Trumpets are loud. I mean, they're super loud. So John says, I am your brother and companion in the suffering. The church at this point is enduring great persecution. The leaders of the Roman world were considering it sport to kill Christians, literally. Like, we'll watch football today. It was animals, beasts, and human beings in a stadium. The early church is in the midst of a struggle, and so is John. He gets exiled. He has to go by himself, likely no Christian community around him, in some sort of imprisonment, we don't know exactly, on an island. And yet, he 
He is on the Lord's Day praying in the Spirit. So I want praying. He was in the spirit, and that is when he receives. One of the visions that we are going to talk about today is dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white sword, and his face was shining like the sun shining in all of its brilliance. I find that my is peaked. How big is the form of Jesus? As he's holding these stars, I get like an Avenger or 